Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 194 of the talking the line podcast on this absolutely beautiful tuesday of bets also known as so you don't have to check your calendar for the first time today. January the 4th in the year 2022. It's a new year. It's a new show. The second show of the week. The second show of the new year. Welcome in. Welcome back. Let's get into it. Now, before we actually uh, dive into today's loaded show, I bring in my partner. We do all the usual formalities. We got to do a few more formalities. So before we go anywhere, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on if you are watching on youtube you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping here on the youtubes or if you're watching on one of our social media platforms make sure you hit that like button that follow button there uh, so you never miss any of our additional social media content or one final group of human beings we have to recognize here if you're listening listening to the pod make sure you hit that subscribe button there if you haven't already on your favorite podcast directory as we do release the audio of every live show after each episode is complete next item up on the docket if you could be so kind while you're watching today's show you can find it in your heart to do so please hit that like button leave us a comment leave us a rating jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do those things, and uh, it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. I, I almost forgot as well. Don't forget to hit that share button. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, friends, enemies, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the globe as you, but you refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate because that's what we are here at the TTL Pod. And again, cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do that because it only helps us make this old TTL Sports Media rocket ship go straight to the moon next item up on the docket uh it would be the uh the ttl link tree in this episode's description uh in that episode's description in that link tree you'll find i'm all over the fucking place right now the talkingtheline.com website all of the ttl crew social platforms and all of our additional content so you can consume all of that jazz however and whenever you please 
ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us for episode number 194 of the TTL Pod. I am your humble, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton Cap'n Colt Soroka, and I can't thank you enough. Tuesday, stop by and hang out with me and my partner on this gorgeous Tuesday of bets. Uh, get some picks, get some analysis. Definitely the most important parts, but uh, some laughs, some motivation. Dive into some rabbit holes along the way. A little bit of an hour and a half mental vacation for all of us, if you will. Without further ado, let me bring in that aforementioned partner so we can get on with today's show. You know him around these parts as the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and the number one seed, resident South Sider and Green Bay Cheesehead Faithful himself. That is the number one seed, if you didn't know, the Green Bay Packers. You're welcome. My friend, bring him on in, Mr. Riley. Our mags, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing fantastic. Thanks for reminding me. It uh, seems like you're trying to take the air out of my sails once again, but I wasn't going to bring it to the table here, so thanks for mentioning it for me. But nonetheless, man, I am doing absolutely fantastic. A barn burner we saw last night on Monday Night Football, for goodness sake. But uh, I don't know about you, my man, but uh, you know, warming up a little bit here in the old uh, January Windy City Kind of, not really, but uh, I'm doing pretty decent, man. What about you? I'm doing spectacular as per usual. Uh, not really warming up in the Windy no. City last time I checked as I kind of glanced out of the crack in the window there. Uh, 22 pretty... as opposed to 15. You know? Oh, yeah, you know, a couple extra degrees uh, <laughs> up from single digits. No problem, no harm, no foul. Uh, yeah, barn burner and a half. We'll talk about that game in full. Uh, second half of the show, we'll dive deep into it. But, hey, hell of a time that you uh, mentioned the Monday Night Football game because you did have a pick out of that uh, Monday Night Football game that I do believe was a winner, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. Well, we are a full transparency show, and that being the case, we do like to share those winners with you, but we got to share the losers with you, too. Sometimes they happen. Most of the time, they don't. We like to uh, tell you to judge us by our losers because uh, we have so few. Today, we don't have to worry about it because we went straight to the doggone pay window as a crew for the first time today. Let's recap. The TTL Crew's best bets from Monday, January the 3rd, 2022. Partner, straight above us, 2-1 uh, and one on the day. Cast the Steelers, minus 1.5. Uh, pretty much cast it anywhere you went. Uh, if you were a backer of the Cleveland Browns, you got yourself a nice CLV trophy, regardless of where you decided oh. to back them at. Uh, partner on the college basketball hardwood, you went 1-1. One and one. Texas Southern Tigers, minus 1.5. Couldn't get it done against Southern and then uh, Bama A&M took care of the old Arkansas Pine Bluff Lions with uh, ease. Any, uh, you know, first uh, reaction, first thoughts here, fresh off 2-1 uh, and one evening for you on the books? Nothing crazy, man. I mean, collectively, you and I taking care of the swag action, two and one out of the swag four games yesterday. So, uh, yes, sir. Props to us for that one. But yeah, as far as that football game last night, man, I'm not really patting myself on the back too much there. <laughs> that, right. that Browns Baker Ooh. Mayfield was absolutely brutal. Oh, Big boy. Ben, uh, what threw forty passes for 120 yards or something like that. It was not a yeah. uh, entertaining yeah. watch, but uh, yeah. hey, I'll take the winner nonetheless. 150%. Um, yeah, the uh, speaking of my picks, the SWAC, uh, Bethune-Cookman plus two and a half, easy money. I told you guys uh, probably end up sprinkling on the money line. I did. Uh, Bethune-Cookman won that bad boy outright. And then Towson, 
pretty funny, and uh, I'll actually talk about this with one of my picks today, but uh, Towson ticked up to minus three and a half. They were three and a half point favorites, and they lost the game outright by exactly four points. Hmm. hmm. Great big, how you doing? What do you know about that? How you doing? Well, what I know is that it's fooey, and I ain't falling for the trap again. So I located another game that that exact same thing's hanging out and doing. So you're going to have to stick around and... Uh, See, see, for my best, best to find out, find out and see what actually I got coming on is what I'm uh, coming to you is what I'm trying to say. Um, moving right along, Monday Madness Parlay. <sighs> we might not be hockey sharps anymore. We might not be hockey sharps. We went uh, three and one on this bad boy out of the four legs. Uh, Mavs money line easy. Um, Kentavious Caldwell Pope easy money under easy. the twenty and a half. And Wisconsin thirteen plus thirteen got the outright win. Ooh. Oilers money line. Oilers got clapped in the first, second, and third period. They never looked good. They never were in the game. It uh, it was never in our favor. I don't know what the hell happened. And uh, for that, I truly apologize. Uh, Moneyline Dice offer no apologies whatsoever. Doubled down on the Washington Wizards. Uh, Got the Washington Wizards straight to the pay window on the money line. Uh, I believe that was right around minus 120, maybe a little less. uh, Something in that ballpark. Either way, I put a little bit of cash down on that bad boy. Got her straight to the pay window. So if if you backed us all the way, all the way across the board, had a uh, solid day, 4-2. and Uh, If you do the... uh, if you're kind of doing the straight plays, four and three, if you're uh, adding in the special play as well. But uh, if you bet, as we say, follow the unit system, half units, quarter units as well on the money line dice rolls and our special plays, then uh, you had a day in the green, it looks like to me. Took care of some business, most definitely. we had a day in the green as well. So there you go. There you have it. All of the TTL Crew's best bets of the day from January the 3rd, 2022. Uh, partner, any uh, late breaking news here before we get on to the show? Look like you had a little something, something going on there. Not like late breaking news. I was just taking one last check of the box score because uh, you know we had the KCP prop in that Washington game. Washington got the win outright, pretty damn sweaty. Told you to consider the under and the rebounds and assists for KCP. Those cash, but you, we, I think we mentioned it a little bit as far as Kyle Kuzma. You had him uh, over thirty and a half PRA. He had thirty six points, fourteen rebounds, six assists. Man, oof. I'm going to have to get into the prop market to check some I stuff because so, both dude. of those pop. We didn't talk about that whatsoever on no? the show. Okay. Uh, we talked about it pre-show okay. a lot. And, uh, yeah, Kyle Kuzma, it was 30-and-a-half, 31-and-a-half. It was dancing around, and I liked the over on both spots. When me and partner talked back and forth about it for a while, and finally he's like, ah, nah, I, I, I'm not about that one. Let's go to the KCP one. So, we, hey, KCP cash, too. Either no way. fucking no harm, no foul. But, gum, would have went 2-0. and oh. Man, I maybe have to get back into the old props there. We'll mm. see what's up. All right, so there you go. There you have it, yesterday's best bets. What's coming up on today's show? I'm so glad you asked because I am the exact fella to tell you. Um, Usual shit, Tuesday's best bets are Mag's picks. He's got three coming at you, two from the college basketball hardwood, one from the NBA. I got five coming at you, uh, putting the mid-major king crown on for a couple of plays, then we're going to the SEC, and then we're heading on over to the Big East. So we got uh, five picks in total coming from your boy today. Then we got the two for Tuesday parlay, as per usual. Crew's favorite uh, of the uh, week, usually outside of the Wednesday Warrior. We love that one, too. And the parlay pop-off. But two for Tuesday, uh, well over two-to-one odds payout. So stick around for the uh, second segment of the day once we get into that special play. We'll recap everything. Then we'll bring in the Moneyline Dice. Tried to uh, figure out where the hell they are. Here they are, live in prime time. 
uh, ready to rock and roll whenever we uh, bring them on to the show. We'll do their daily roll. Uh, NBA matchup, but you got to stick around uh, for the uh, for that roll to find out actually what the hell matchup that's going to be out of. <laughs> Not telling you here today. What, what are you laughing at? Oh, I, I, I was looking like you were trying to think of it and then just said, yeah, you know what, we'll tell you later. Oh, no, I wasn't trying to think of okay, it at all. Okay. I, I was looking at it right here on the screen. <laughs> okay. I know exactly what it is. But no, I, uh, no, uh, not uh, not trying to let you guys know. You got to stick around. Not in, no any spoils. So that'll wrap up uh, first half of the show, segues into the second half of the show. Uh, our Mag sidebar, his usual uh, nonsense, will get us into more nonsense, rabbit holes, banter, everything in between. Excited to see what you got today, partner. Uh, got some other stuff written down, other nonsense we can get into. As I said just a little bit ago, a uh, little bit ago, get into the Monday Night Football game. Talk about uh, some of our content, other shit coming up, and then uh, we'll wrap everything up with some motivation minutes. Outside of that, uh, episode number 194 of the TTL pod in a nutshell, set to commence, unless you have anything else uh, to dish out, deliberate, banter about, or discuss before uh, we get this here podcast train steaming on down the tracks, partner. No, sir. I am ready to rock. No, not a single bit of news that I have seen. Actually, no. Washington football team going to reveal their name next month. Oh, really? Next month? Yeah, you didn't see that. February 2nd, going to reveal their name. Uh, They apparently said, I'm just reading this headline here, it's not going to be the Wolves or the Red Wolves. So if you're hoping for them to be the Wolves or the Red Wolves, (sighs) you're shit out of luck. Hmm, okay. Well, nothing there. All right. Well, I was really hoping to be able to howl or do some cool shit during that time. But uh, either way. We'll try and guess that one, huh? (laughs) Yeah, hey, we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about it at the uh, at the end of the show. WFT team name? Question mark? Question mark? All right, partner. Well, without further ado, well, one final thing. Please grab your mugs, lift them high in the sky, regardless of whatever time of day you're consuming this pod. To me, to you over there, good sir. To all you beautiful people sipping the black elixir of the gods. Again, regardless of whatever time of the day it is we do not judge take your sip and i'll be right back oh i need two sorry i'll sweat dude i got the uh wow you know in case we got five o'clock somewhere you're trying to trying to cheers as far as uh oh oh all right your little leftovers from uh, (laughs) new year's there huh my girlfriend uh, has been we we have 100 percent clean dishes she just got like new wine glasses and for whatever reason has been like using them as water glasses and she's like goes to work says here you want the rest of my water i Okay, I guess. Oh, all right, for sure. So it looks like I'm <laughs> hell of a story. Looks like I'm getting a little wino on the on the uh, show, but that's not the case. <laughs> okay. Trying to clear that up is for why sure. <laughs> okay, well there you go. There we had it. Uh, all of us were questioning your uh, alcoholic statics, so eh, uh, you know. glad you got it all cleared up for us. All right, without further ado. It's going to be one hell of a show. We're already uh, we're already closed off the rails. Either way, <laughs> for now. Cut the nonsense, quit the drama, and cut the banter that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the TTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks picks, insights, analysis, admittedly diving into a few rabbit holes from time to time, but most importantly, running tickets to the pay window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, it is time to get into the first segment of today's show, the usual segment, the staple first segment, the never-changing first segment of this here TTL pod. RMAG's best bets of the day. My friends, I suggest you turn your volume way on up. Definitely 
think about a little NSFW in the back of your mind. If you are consuming at work, we do get a little wild here as the segments roll on. I will offer even more of a stern NSFW during mine, even more into the second half of the show. But for now, I yield back. Partner, let it rip. Let them have it. And as always, you have the floor. Alrighty, dude, I'm going to kick it off in the NBA tonight. First of three picks, only NBA pick that I've got tonight. I am going to the Grizzlies and Cavaliers matchup. This one is in Cleveland. I'm taking the home favorite in this one, Cavs minus three. A uh, certain angle that I'm playing in this one, partner. A, obviously, we all know how good the Cavs have been this year, how good they've been to the number. 21 and 16 straight up, and a nice clip of 25 and 12 ATS. Now, Grizzlies. No sweat on the Grizzlies here. I do. We both like the Grizzlies, partner, right? They are 23 and 16 against the number, 24 and 14 straight up. But what did they do last night, partner? They made some waves on the uh, little bit of buzz during some football action, beating the uh, Brooklyn Nets as a seven-point dog in Brooklyn. John Morant's high flying around. The internet, uh, you know, picked up a little buzz as far as the NBA circles are concerned. Uh, but I mentioned that because now you come in the next day and they open up as three-point dogs on the road again to a really solid Cavs team. A, they just made some waves, so that underdog spot's going to light up the public's eyes when they see that. Uh, but I also mentioned the back-to-back angle here because the Cavs are, uh, when you have a back-to-back and the team that you're playing on the road is a very good defensive team, uh, that's going to light up my eyes every single time, especially this Cavs team who has been a top-three defense in the league Without a doubt, partner, this Cavs team, I dug a little deep on this one, 4-0-2 ATS this season when their opponent is on the second night of a back-to-back. So every time they've been in this spot, they've been profitable or at least pushed out on that number. And I think they get a nice win here tonight by at least five points. I would take this one up to four if it goes there. I don't think it does, but I would take it there. Uh, So that's the main angle. What's up? It's dropping. It's down to Yeah, I saw a two and a half, three in a couple Mm -hmm. spots, so I don't think it's going to go up that high. a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do still like it there, regardless of any of this line movement. This is a one that's uh, a lot of public action on the Grizzlies, a lot of big, sharp money coming in on the Cavs. Uh, and I think dropping it down to two and a half is the books kind of realizing, okay, the Sharps see this number. We got to entice more of that public to really, really pour in on the Grizzlies here after beating a Brooklyn team last night, like I mentioned. So I'm going to move into some trends here because that's the main angle that I got here, aside from obviously just – the Cavs are a really damn good, solid team, and they have a very, very solid defense playing well right now. Hmm. Uh, as far as some trends, I mentioned both these teams have been really solid ATS all season long. Cavs, 9-1-1 one, one ATS last 11 at home. 14-2 ATS last 16 versus a team with a winning record. 9-2 uh, last 11 ATS following a straight-up win. And lastly, 16-5-1 ATS last 22 on one-day rest. Uh, so with a one-day rest, they play really solid. And when they play the team coming in on the second night of a back-to-back, they've been, I don't know, I guess perfect isn't the right word, 4-0-2 ATS. But no losses against the number. And I think that's what we see here again tonight, partner. I think it's a big old trap for the Grizzlies. If you're trying to back the Grizzlies, take the Cavs minus three in this one, partner. Hey, I like that one a lot, to be honest with you. I saw it last night. Um, It actually was already open as the uh, Memphis and the Brooklyn game was going on, and I Mm -hmm. saw what was going on in that game. Memphis was absolutely destroying them, and I was like, hmm, this is going to feel like a setup tomorrow. I I just know it. I'm going to wait to look at it. 
And then I saw you were on the Cavaliers, and I said, ah, I must have found an angle. And, uh, you know, I think the best angle that you found really is Memphis being on that back-to-back spot, them yep. going from Brooklyn now to Cleveland, not really close to each other at all, kind of Midwest and East Coast, so nothing nothing really no. close whatsoever. And then Cleveland having a day off and coming in, uh, there's a reason they're favored here. People look at Cleveland as kind of still this – I don't know. I don't Yeah, yeah. They just don't buy in. They're just not this great team per the public. And uh, you're right. Like about seventy percent of bets on Memphis, and I think that's why we're seeing this line movement kind of uh, tricking the public a little bit. So I think you're on the right side, partner. I'm gonna back you. Uh, gonna wait till after the show to lock it in. My phone's charging right now. Bad there boy was about to uh, <laughs> die. So uh, first things first. Your first best bet of the day. There's a couple of firsts for you. The Cleveland Cavaliers, minus three, minus two and a half, wherever you're currently seeing it, on your favorite sports book. Partner, please keep it moving, keep it grooving. Your second best bet of the day, sir. All righty, number two, switching over to college basketball, switching to the mm. Big East. I've got a little Big East SEC. You're uh, getting the plane out, jumping all over the damn map, partner. I'm sticking in the Big East here for this one. I am going to the home dog in this one, Butler and Seton Hall. Uh, and I'm taking Butler plus the three and a half. Uh, so far, as I'm seeing it this morning, this line has not moved uh, this morning, despite 86% of bets and 81% of money on Seton Hall. And the biggest thing that I like in this one, partner, it appears that uh, Seton Hall is going to be without Tyree Samuel and Ike Obiagu. Couple seven footers for Seton Hall, and I think that is incredibly important. If those two guys were in, I think I would probably take Seton Hall up to minus five on the road in this spot. Sure. Uh, but without those two guys, I'm taking Butler plus three and a half. Butler's tallest rotation player is six nine. Tallest player on the roster is six ten. That guy doesn't really play at all. Tallest rotational player is six nine. They just don't have the height when they run into uh, teams like this that have seven footers, like the two guys that are out for Seton Hall. Uh, you look back through Seton Hall, or uh, Butler's schedule and you see that giant 30-point loss or close to 30-point loss to Purdue. What does Purdue have that I'm kind of leading on to? And they got a factory of seven-foot-tall players. And if you watch that game, it was I, massively important. For our, our uh, well, for our non-audio uh, viewers, I look yeah. like uh, Butler looks right now and you look like Purdue looks right yeah. now in size comparison. I right. am in a small box. Mags is very big. Please continue, sir. That just popped into my head. No, 100%. I appreciate <laughs> it. And these guys, and Seton Hall's been without these guys for a couple of games now. They're 0-2 uh, straight up and ATS uh, last two games, and that's without these guys and a couple more. They do get a couple of their depth guys back, uh, non-size guys, but I'm not really looking too closely at that. Sure. Uh, Butler's been really solid defensively, partner. 26th in the nation, points per game allowed. They have struggled on offense, but without those two uh, without those two seven-footers in the lane, I think they're, they're uh, very guard-centric, Butler. And without those two guys, I think their guards are going to be able to get to the rim. Yep. Uh, so that's really what I'm leaning here on this one. I think they're going to have a little bit more uh, offensive success. They're going to hold Seton Hall down defensively. Uh, and they, they could get this one done outright at home. If it was in Seton Hall, just even with these uh, couple of seven-footers out, I might not be taking I'd probably stay away from this one completely. Uh, but here at Butler at home, I they're eight and four straight up. They're still a solid team. They're just a very matchup based team, and I think that's what we've got here—a good matchup for them. Seton Hall two and five last seven on the road ATS two and eight last ten ATS following an ATS loss, uh, which they just suffered one and four last five as a road favorite is Seton Hall one and five last six following a straight up loss. Uh, and Butler, 13-6 and six last 19 ATS as a home dog. 4-0 and last four versus a team with a winning road record. And finally, the underdog between these two teams, when they these two teams meet, 
is a perfect 7-0 ATS the last seven meetings between these two teams. I like the plus 3.5. Not going to get crazy. I wouldn't even call it crazy, but I'm not going to go uh, overextended and take the money line. I think those 3.5 points are really important. I think it could be a close one. Uh, but love uh, a little bit of magic here in, uh, what is it, Hinkle? Yeah, Hinkle Fieldhouse. I apologize. Hinkle, I, I should have known oh, that yeah. one right at the top of my head. A little Hinkle magic coming tonight. Oh, yeah. Give me Butler plus three and a half, dude. I like where your head's at. Uh, I don't want to mush it for you. I'll probably stay away because uh, this was just going to be a stay away from me game uh, game for me in general. I, I liked it overall. If I'm going anywhere, I'm going with the home dog. But sometimes I get a little too overzealous uh, and greedy with some of my plays throughout the day. And I already got a ton of action. So... I'm going to let you cash the shit out of this because I think yeah. you're on the right side. And I think all of you out there should hammer the absolute mess at a Butler plus three and a half for sure, for sure, for sure. For our max second best bet of the day, in closing, sir, what do you have? And uh, as you just keep it moving, keep it moving with your next best bet of the day. 100%. I, uh, I think if this one starts to become a public dog, I'll probably tweet it out, like maybe be a little more cautious. But since it doesn't look like a public dog, at all that really no. definitely helps my uh, feelings as far as the plus three and a half here i like that for sure there you go there you have it keep it moving keep it grooving my friend all righty moving on to the sec matchup here tonight i am going vandy in arkansas a little bit shorter on this one partner i've got vandy plus seven on the road here against arkansas mm -hmm. uh it does appear that uh leading score for arkansas jd note is questionable not trying to pick off on that. I am uh, honestly playing this, assuming that he is going to be in. If he's out, I obviously love this a lot more. Uh, so kind of playing this, assuming that he's going to be in, because I do think he is going to be in. But regardless, uh, this Vandy defense is playing really well right now. 65th an uh, effective field goal percentage allowed. So not exactly beating the doors off of people, but at least playing really competent defense. Uh, this Vandy team is not the Vandy team that we uh, came to know the last four or five years. One of the worst power conference teams in the land. They are a much better team much more competent uh, potential tournament team this year, I do believe. And a, a win here, which I'm not predicting necessarily, but a win here would really get them on the way to getting that. Uh, but the problem with Arkansas this year, partner, their defense has been really, really rough. 229th, uh, an effective field goal percentage allowed themselves. That's really been the struggles for them. They've been a little inconsistent offensively, but it's really the inconsistencies on defense that has caused them. They're 10-3 straight up. Uh, but when the chips have come down and they've been playing the uh, you know the higher level competition, that's when they've really struggled. Um, and you know you look at Vandy and their offensive numbers haven't been great, but they're really starting to turn a corner here the last few weeks. Uh, over in the Diamond Hunt Classic, over in Hawaii, they actually won the whole damn thing. Mm. Took down BYU as one of those teams, a really solid BYU team, really solid defensive team in BYU. Uh, put up 69 points, I do believe. BYU 24th effective field goal percentage allowed in the country. Uh, Vandy got that one done outright as five-point dog on the road. Not saying, again, not saying they get this one done outright, but I do think they keep this one really, really close. Uh, four and one, ATS last five following a straight-up win is Vandy. Eight, two and one, last 11 on the road, ATS is Vandy. So I think this is just too many points. I think it's going to be a really, really down-to-the-wire finish. I think this one finishes within three, four points either side. Not going to predict the win, but give me the plus seven points with Vandy on the road tonight, Barter. You know what? This one was on my uh, this one was on my list for sure. I'd been looking at it a lot, and it was actually teetering around seven and a half, eight last night, down to holding firm, pretty much about seven across the uh, market right now. 
Man, I think I got to back you. I don't know how it happens. I don't know why it happens. Um, but yeah, Arkansas is not scuffling bad, but they've kind of just, uh, they've just uh, a little bump in the road here. You they know, they're, they're one and three two, straight up ATS yeah, last four. Yeah. 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 You know, they're two and three straight up their last five games. They've kind of hit a little bit of something, something, not against the best teams either. One of those be it losses being against Hofstra. So, yeah. I think you're on the right side here, my friends. One, one, or my friend. One way or another, um, Vandy gets it done. I don't know if it's because they clean up the glass, if they win the turnover battle, if they win the overall defensive battle. I don't know what it is, um, but it looks like Arkansas and Vanderbilt kind of cancel out stat-wise, like defensively sure. and offensively. Yeah, Vanderbilt's kinda. better defensively. Arkansas is better offensively, and it's almost identical canceling out yeah. numbers on the opposite 100%. side. So. I think that's kind of what leads this to be in like a three-point right. finish maximum, four-point finish maximum. So I'd probably be okay taking it down to plus four and a half. I don't think it's going to move it down that far. But damn, partner, you got me in the boat. I'm with hey, Arkansas man. plus seven for sure. I like, or not Arkansas. I'm sorry, uh, Vanderbilt plus yeah, yeah. seven. I apologize. Well, man, I mean, you and I both love Musbus in this Arkansas team. We had higher hopes for them than what they've shown so far. I think they get the you know the wheels on the track here eventually, but even a four point win would uh, you know you might constitute that as getting the wheels on the track to some point here. So we just talked about them. I think it was yesterday as being one of the bubble teams. So they got some work to do, but I don't think that's coming quite yet. Hundred percent. I like that one a lot. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That is all three of your best bets of the day. You are correct, sir. Okie dokie, Artichoke. Well, without further ado, uh, anything else you got left to uh, dish out, deliberate about uh, in regards to your best bets of the day then? No, sir. Take it away from me. All right. Well, let's keep this proverbial podcast train steaming on down the tracks 30 minutes after the top of the 10 o'clock hour with the, excuse me, one second. Oh, holy shit. Had a uh, quick little uh, little, uh, <laughs> little gas bubble come up there. All right, keep it moving. Keep it grooving. Second segment of the day. My best bets of the day. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to have to strap in. You're going to have to get ready. Now, I will go a little bit quick. I won't waste your time a whole bunch, but I am very, very confident in all five of these plays. I have five college basketball plays actually it's not a waste of time i'm giving you valuable information here folks so strap Please. in get ready to rock and roll first two games we're getting into a little bit of action not the uh football action that we're going to be missing for a nice about a year however yeah. we still got plenty of action to take care of us on tuesday wednesday and thursday on the college basketball hardwood so first game we're going to Ohio Bobcats against the Akron Zips. And my friends, we are going to the Akron Zips on the money line. They are the home favorite. Uh, just wanted to avoid any line movement or any nonsense. And the money line was low enough for me to take it. I caught it right around minus 120, uh, minus 122 to be exact. I saw it up to minus 125. So it's just kind of ticking around. I didn't know if it was going to go up to minus two and a half or not. I still like it there, but the money line just seems safer. Uh, both teams are really hot right now in the MAC, but you have to look below uh, their surface record, their overall surface record right now. Ohio might be 10 and 2 straight up, 5 and 6 against the number overall, but they are scuffling a little bit against the number and definitely on the road. 3 and 2 straight up, 2 and 3 against the number on the road. That's something you don't need to worry about with Akron being at home. They're 8 and 3 straight up, 6 and 3 against the number overall, 
but perfect straight up. 6-0 straight up at home, 3-1 against the number on their home hardwood. Now, um, they did start the season off. Uh, you see how is 3-1 ATS with a 6-0 record. Yeah, they had a couple of uh, games that didn't have the spread set. Those were against really shit teams, but that's how they started their season. Their most recent four games at home were against Marshall, Southern, FAMU, and Buffalo. Took care of all four of those teams with ease. Akron definitely has the advantage being undefeated at home and they are actually 87th ranked per Ken Palm in home court advantage. Can you believe that about okay. an Akron Zips Mac okay. team inside the top 100 in HCA? That's top notch. There like are a couple it. other keys that I really like here too. Akron slightly better offensively, 74.4 points per game, 143rd effective field goal, 95th in three-point percentage, and 188th in two-point percentage. Those all per, per the aforementioned Ken Palm. Shout out uh, Ken Pomeran, you're the man. Ohio, simple comparison, 72.3 points per game, 227th in effective field goal, 209th in three-point percentage, and 231st in two-point percentage. Bottom line, Akron's better offensively, and they're better defensively. 60.8 points per game allowed for the Akron defense. 114th in an opponent effective field goal percentage. 203rd in three-point percentage allowed. And 82nd in two-point percentage allowed. Ohio, a couple more points allowed. 64.9 points per game. Uh, 166 in opponent effective field goal percentage. 59th uh, against a three-ball. So pretty solid there. But the way Akron shoots a three-ball, I don't think we need to worry about it. Because they're also 257th in opponent two point percentage uh, all of those again per Ken Palm shot out I just think Akron is better on both sides of the ball I also think they win the hustle stats they uh, clean up the glass they win that side of the ball that battle or actually on both sides of the ball rather Akron 144th in offensive rebounding 93rd in defensive rebounding per Ken Palm uh, same stats per Ken Palm Ohio 153rd in uh, offensive rebounding and 140th in defensive rebounding Last but not least, the depth of the Zips is what's going to get it done for them here. Once uh, they get a pretty solid lead, they're going to be able to rotate a lot of guys in and uh, take care of the Bobcats. <clears throat> Excuse me, pardon me. Uh, Akron, 189th in bench rating per Ken Palm. Ohio, 343rd, so not even on the same wavelength when it comes to depth. I think the, all those key stats really play into Akron's favor and uh, some of the key things I told you at the top. But you don't believe me, you don't believe the stats, Believe the doggone trends. Ohio, 2-6 and six ATS, last eight overall. 0-4 ATS, last four road games versus a team with a home winning record. Akron, 5-1 and one ATS, last six home games. 7-3 and three ATS, last 10 as a home favorite. And 12-5 and five ATS, their last 17 versus the MAC. They're also 14-6 and six straight up, last 20 meetings with Ohio. Why I cited over a little bit more to the money line. 4-1 and one straight up, last five meetings with them. And 6-1 and one straight up, last seven meetings on their home hardwood with Ohio. Cherry on top of the Sunday per ESPN. The Zips have a 68.1% chance to win this game outright. Give me all the Akron money line for my first best bet of the day. I like it, dude. I'm really interested in this one. I haven't been uh, too tapped into the Mac. I've been kind of, I mean, I guess these couple of teams, I've seen a little bit of Buffalo as well. Uh, so that's probably the next one up on my radar that I want to know a little bit more about. But I really like this one, man. I really like this one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a setup line. Uh, Ohio has been kind of the better team so far this season, but uh, them playing on the road and Akron being undefeated, 6-0, and undefeated. Yeah. I mean, that's just easy money. Give it all to us. 87th in home court advantage. I love that too. So there yeah, you go. I like that. I like that. 
Love it, love it, love it. So there you go. There you have it. Um, second pick coming from me, another Maction action matchup. Eastern Michigan Eagles against the Western Michigan Broncos. And we're taking the home dog. We're taking the Western Michigan Broncos plus two and a half. Uh, my friends, this is the game I was talking about earlier on in the show if you were hanging around. Um, this is the same line movement as we saw yesterday with Towson and Drexel. We saw I saw a slight line movement up this morning to three and a half, and that was almost identical to what we saw right. with uh, Towson yesterday, and Towson ended up losing the game outright. Yeah, it was one of my best bets of the day. I'm not going to make that same mistake again, and this is almost the exact same line movement. Not almost. It is the exact same shit. Right. Now, there is no reason that this line needs to be this close. You look a little bit deeper into home and away splits. The 328th ranked per Western Michigan, per Ken Palm, Western Michigan Broncos, 2-3 and three straight up, 1-1 one and one against the number at home. They failed to cover three double-digit spreads and a uh, six-point underdog spread in uh, four out of their last five games. So why is this only 2.5 points? I beg the question. They are a battle-tested team, I also let you know as well. They played Notre Dame, Iowa, and Michigan State, not to mention a solid-ass Toledo team in the MAC that has given a couple of big teams a run for their money. How about the 273rd per Ken Palm Eastern Michigan Eagles that are 0-6 straight up on the road and somehow are favored on the road, 2-4 and against the number on the road as well. You cannot confidently back them as a favorite. Much like I said with the FAMU Rattlers yesterday, you cannot back them confidently as, the, as a favorite, even if they are the better team, if they have yet to win a game away from their home. Hardwood, do not do it. Also, Western Michigan appears to be the sharp side out of nowhere. It seems that all the sharps are uh, kind of on the same wavelength as I am. Uh, trying to give you a little bit of analysis here as well as taking care of a love face XYZ. Appreciate, uh, appreciate that, Max. I never know if you want me to cut you that. off in the middle of your analysis. Yeah, that's cool. That's that. cool. Okay. I don't want that bullshit just sitting there because okay, we don't get enough, enough uh, comments forever. So, yeah, no big deal. Uh, there you go. There you have it. Hey, shout out. Get, get live in the comments. What the fuck? There you yeah. go. There you have it. Uh, if we can't see him on Twitter, you want to comment, jump on Facebook, jump on YouTube. Um, back to it. Western Michigan, the sharp side, 21% of bets, 79% of actual money wagered on this game, on the spread. Um, so I, I'm really confident in the Broncos, but there are a couple of, uh, key stats and a couple of key things you should be aware of that give you guys a little bit more confidence. Strength of schedule, Western Michigan, 42nd in, uh, opponent strength of schedule so far, 10th. An opponent offense is faced in 147th and opponent defensive face. Eastern Michigan, 124th in strength of schedule, almost 100 spots uh, worse or easier. 135th in opponent offense, 125 spots easier than what Western Michigan has faced offensively, and 121st in opponent defense. So I think we see that loom very large here today. Uh, the Broncos show up and show out, especially on their home hardwood, playing someone who's a little bit more on the same wavelength that they are. Also, I think this because of the tempo. Western Michigan, 255th in tempo, whereas Eastern Michigan is 65th in tempo. Now, um, obviously, you would tend to think that I'm looking at Eastern Michigan saying, oh, they're going to boat race the Broncos. But that's not what I believe going to uh, happen here today. I think the Broncos are going to slow the game way down. 
uh, knock the Eagles off of their game some way, one way or another. Much like your, what I was saying with your Vandy pick. One way or another, partner. Yeah. This just feels like how this is going to go down. And I think that's one key thing we see here. They get some, uh, they being the Broncos, get some key uh, stops. Utilize that um, home court advantage with uh, those defensive stops. And then take their time offensively. They're super slow offensively. And actually 10th in uh, defensive possession length per Ken Palm. So, I think that's what the way we see this game play out. I also see uh, once Western Michigan does get a lead or maybe keeps this game close, if this game is kind of back and forth all the way down the stretch, they'll lean on their bench to help them uh, get the cover at the very least, if not win the game outright. 114th in, in uh, bench rating per Ken Palm. 100 spots worst are, are the Eastern Michigan Eagles. 215th in bench rating. But if you don't believe me on the stats, on all my goofy-ass opinions on the splits... Just believe the trends for crying out loud. Eastern Michigan 0-4 ATS last four road games. 1-7 ATS last eight miércoles games. That is Tuesday for you non-Spanish speaking viewers out there. Eastern Michigan is also 2-7 ATS their last nine against a MAC East Division opponent. 0-5 ATS their last five games in the month of Enero. That is January for you non-Spanish speaking viewers. And 4-16 straight up what sided me over their last 20 road games against Western Michigan University. Give me the Broncos plus two and a half. I'll take all the points the books are willing to give, but I think they might win this game outright for my second best bet of the day. You've got me in the boat with this one, dude. I am liking what you're putting down with the line movement. That, I think, was basically having me on the edge with them. What you mentioned, and we don't talk about this with everyone. I don't think it would be correct of us to do it with everyone. You've mentioned it to me before as far as that strength of schedule. But when you have two teams that are probably near the bottom 100 in the entire country and one team's got a better straight-up record than the other and you get that type of uh, split as far as strength of schedule, that yeah, can mean some big move some big uh, rankings right there alone. So I like that one. That's really will push me over the edge on that one appreciate you uh glad you're in the boat let's row it all the way to some action the, baby <laughs> all the way down the pay window stream some action baby all right third uh game we're going to texas a&m gigamags against the georgia bulldogs taking the aggies minus six operation fade the dogs is still in full effect if you haven't been keeping up we are uh fading the dogs until or, or georgia whatever you want to say until until further notice they're five and eight straight up three nine and one ats overall so far five and five straight up two seven and one against the number at home i don't see them covering this as a dog whatsoever texas a&m is hot and will continue to stay hot 11 and two straight up six and six against the number overall but they are perfect on the road uh one game so far away from home, 1-0 straight up and against the number. Uh, they failed to cover a couple uh, double-digit spreads here recently, and I think uh, the public is kind of viewing this as a trap spot. Georgia's kind of becoming that public dog. Oh, you know, Texas A&M kind of scuffling. They didn't cover that 23, that 27. You know, I, I don't think it, that's how high they were. They were in the high 20s, and now this is down to a 6. I think they take care of it, uh, no problem. So gigamags, but you don't uh, believe that. Believe a couple of the stats here uh overall rank is really what it comes down to we talked about this like i don't know two three saturdays ago partner georgia was like in the 140s 130s 138 maybe somewhere in that ballpark they are 216th ranked per ken palm now Mm. 167th in aoe 263rd in ade they are struggling defensively you cannot say that about Texas A&M. 60th uh, ranked per Ken Palm, 96th in AOE, and 49th in ADE. 
I'll talk about that defense here in just a minute, but uh, one key thing offensively for Texas A&M I think allows them to pull away is their three ball. They're 24th in three-point percentage per Ken Palm, where Georgia is 269th in three-point percentage allowed also per Ken Palm. So I think we see that uh, be something really big that allows the Aggies to pull away, but I also think we uh, see their defense just limit the dogs of doing anything. They're only allowing 61.1 points per game. They're 68th in uh, opponent-effective field goal. 67th in two-point percentage allowed per Ken Palm, and also per Ken Palm, 89th in three-point percentage allowed. They are just dominant on uh, the defensive side of the ball, and I think the dogs really struggle offensively. I also think because of that defensive edge, we see the Aggies win the turnover battle as well, and you know how much I love when a team wins the turnover rebounding battle in a uh, heated matchup like this, especially in the SEC, boys. Come on. Tam you. 173rd, if you didn't know, Texas A&M University. Tam, you 173rd in offensive turnover percent, ninth in defensive turnover percent, my friends. Georgia, 216th in offensive turnover percent, but 317th in defensive turnover percent. I think all of those key stats is uh, kind of how we see this game play out and uh, see what uh, play into the factor of Texas A&M. Cover this six, no problem. I uh, was joking around with Mags pre-show. I said, well, well, if you don't like the six, like what the hell are you they're going to take it down to five and a half and you're not going to take it at five and a half. You would value friggin' Georgia more at that. Or if they take it up to six and a half, you would value. I would take this anywhere they put. I would honestly take this up to nine and a half. I am very comfortable. I think Texas A&M gets this done by double digits. But you don't believe my crazy gambling ass. Just believe the trends. Tamu, 5-1 ATS, last six following an ATS loss. 5-2 ATS, their last seven on the road. And 4-1 ATS, their last five is a road favorite. The Bulldogs are 2-8 against the number, their last 10 overall. 1-6 against the number, last seven following a straight-up loss. 1-7 ATS, last eight following a straight-up or an ATS loss. And they are 0-4 ATS, their last four on their home hardwood. Texas A&M is also 4-2 ATS, their last six meetings with Georgia. I cannot fade them with all those trends glaring at us in the face and Texas A&M being the outright better team. They should be favored by double digits, but it's an SEC game, so the damn books can't do it. Don't be crazy. Don't back the public dog or the home dog, whatever you want to look at it as. Take Texas A&M, my third best bet, one of your best bets, it should be, minus six today. You've got me in the boat, dude. Let's I was uh, doing some digging. You mentioned the, the Ken Palm ratings as far as dipping into the 200s, dude. That is not only terrible, it's easily the lowest rated power conference team in the country. Like, how is the, that an SEC team? That, that makes no sense. Tom Crean is on the damn hot seat. That has not been a good hire for the old Bulldogs. Uh, I, if I, unless I skimmed over some of them, they were in the low 200s. Next closest power, power team is Washington out of the Pac-12 at like 150. Which is bad, but nowhere that's at no. least like, you know, you're playing well and competent competitively, but two hundreds man as a power team, that is bad, bad, bad. And the books haven't been valuing A and M at all. You know me. Mm-hmm. I've had him in my slip a handful of times. Sure. I think sure. I'm two and one, three and one betting sure. on him this season. So sure. Yeah, man, I, uh, like I said, Operation Fade the Dogs is still going to be in full effect for the time being, and uh, Texas A&M just not getting enough respect here in this spot. This is, right. uh, this is, this is really probably one of my favorites here. I, I just, man, oh man, you mentioned that their coach on the hottest of hot seats right now, so I, if they, if they lose this game, they drop at least another, I'd say, 25, 30 points on Ken Palm, 
and that'll be a full hundred from what they opened up at around the season. So that's just Goodness. that's absolutely bananas. So if you want to back a team like that, um, go right ahead. But uh, we are not doing that. There you go. There you have it. My third best bet of the day. Okay, four and five coming right up. Here we go. Number four, going to the Kentucky Wildcats against the LSU Tigers. And my friends, we got to talk about this one a little bit. Um, got to look at it here. Um, I'm taking the LSU Tigers money line as my best bet of the day. This is probably my favorite one across the entire board. I have all the utmost faith faith in it. However, got to look at it here because um, I got it at minus 125. Oh, cool. Sweet. Awesome. We don't have to talk about this at all. It's moving around. Yeah, it's moving all over the place. We don't have to talk this about this at all. Okay, so it's pretty much around the same. It moved up to one, a minus 170, so that only kind of plays into my favor even more. But I don't think you need to buy it moving back down because this spread was moving like crazy, 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 crazy in the favor of LSU this morning. Like they were getting a higher uh, point favorite. It was getting easier for the Wildcats to cover the game. They went from one and a half to three and a half point dogs, despite them giving getting 71% of bets and 98% of actual money wagered on the spreads. Spread, they were getting ass loads of money too on the money line. 81% of money wagered on the money line. I mean, if you're a casual CBB better, college basketball, you know, um, you're probably going to see a Kentucky Wildcats team as a dog. And you say, a blue blood as a dog? Give me all of that. Right. Oh, my gosh, I can get plus money. Do not buy that. Despite all of that, my friends, does LSU continues to rise. They're still the favorites. They are the favorites here for a reason. They are 8-0 and straight up against the number, uh, straight up and against the number at home. And Kentucky has failed in their lone road test. I think they failed uh, in their second test here, 0-1 straight up and against the number on the road. A couple of keys here, though, uh, that I do like. Honestly, number one, this is just a gut play. This is a sharp play. A This line is a setup and a half. This is a classic um, Mags. Kentucky is the higher-ranked team. They're an underdog. What the hell? How does that make any type of sense? We have to hammer that in, right? No, we always take the opposite side. That's always the smarter way to bet. Um, outside of that, there are some stats, though. Uh, tempo here, LSU 47th in tempo, Kentucky 107th. So I think LSU speeds the cats up just a little bit here, and we see that uh, keep the uh, old Kentucky boys off balance. LSU defense wins them the game, though. Point blank period allows them to cover. Uh, I think you should take the money line just in case any funny business, but I think they could cover two. Uh, 55.3 points per game allowed. They are the number one team in the nation per Ken Palm in adjusted defensive efficiency. Third in opponent effective field goal percentage. 13th in two-point percentage allowed and 10th in three-point percentage allowed. I know Kentucky is good, but against that LSU defense on their home hardwood, it is going to be tough to get any points in the bucket against them. And not to mention, if anybody's going to be coughing up the rock, it ain't going to be LSU. I see them winning the turnover battle. They are fifth in the nation in defensive turnover percent compared to Kentucky's 228th defensive turnover percent turnover percent not really worried about that at all and you would tend to think the uh, blue bloods would be the bigger team the uh, more stacked team well Kentucky is 220th per Ken Palm in the nation in height LSU 71st my friend so they are a lot bigger a lot more physical and I think they lean on that over the course of this game and say hey we're got tournament team two pal we'll see you around there in March in a couple of months so 
You don't believe me on all that. Believe the trends. I know I'm taking them on the money line, but there are some good trends here too. Kentucky, 1-6 ATS last seven as a dog. 1-7-1 ATS last nine road games. Combine the two, 1-5 ATS last six as a road dog. They're also 3-11 ATS last 14 following an ATS win. And here you go, Mags. 0-8 ATS the last eight Tuesday games. LSU, 12-3, 12-3-1 against the number last 16 home games. 21-8-1 ATS their last 30 as a favorite. Again, combine the last two. 15-5-1 against the number their last 21 as a home favorite. 3-1-1 ATS last five following an ATS loss. Can you spell R-E-B-O-U-N-D? I certainly can. 3-1-1 against the number last five Tuesday games. 5-1 against the number last six versus an SEC opponent and allow me to put the cherry on top of the proverbial pick Sunday. LSU, 60.9% chance to win this game outright per the worldwide leader. Give me the Tigers on the money line. Minus 125 is what I got it at. Cool with the minus 130. Wherever the fuck this thing goes, <laughs> the Tigers are winning this game. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! You've pushed me over the damn edge, dude. Uh, the only reason I didn't bring this as my own pick early this morning was just the recent success that Kentucky's had in these matchups. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. That was really the only thing that stopped me. And, uh, you know, this LSU team is just really freaking good right now, man. And I think they're, they I think they're as good or if not better than they've been in the past. Uh, and you mentioned it, man. As Kentucky as a dog, the higher ranking last time. I mean, they've had some easy wins over some small teams, but really the last time everyone's kind of seen them was that UNC beatdown that they showed. And Auburn coming off a loss, or LSU coming off a loss to Auburn, bounce back spot and kind of a buy low spot on LSU, dude. So I'm in the boat with you 100%. Let's go. Rowing it again. Gently down. Payday stream. Okay. Final best bet of the day coming from me. This will be number five. Count it. One, two, three, four, five. This is my favorite one of the day. Period. Point blank. I don't give a damn because they're... They, what is this day? This is a random Tuesday in the middle of... Jan well, beginning of January. New year. One random college football game that nobody gives a damn about against a broke LSU team in Kansas State with my boy Deuce. We all know how that game is going to go. Nobody really cares about that one. So everybody's coming on over to college basketball boat. They think they're they're experts. They think they know everything, and uh, they say Marquette Golden Eagles as a home underdog, led by this revenge tour Shaka Smart. We have to take them as the home dogs. We have to take every point the books are willing to give, and I might say that in some years, but this year. You do not fade Ed Cooley and the boys anytime the legend known as E.D., the man you better guarantee, is on the fucking court. You better believe that your bankroll should be at least 50% tied to it. I'm just kidding. Be who you can afford to be. But for real, final best bet of the day. Take the Providence Friars on the money line. We do not bet against Ed Cooley for the time being. Much like Operation Fade the Dogs, this is in full effect. He is rocking and rolling. 13-1 and one are the Friars uh, overall this season. 10-4 and four against the number. Perfect on the road. 3-0 and oh straight up and against the number. Cannot say the same for Marquette. 8-6 and six straight up. 6-8 and eight against the number. 5-3 and three straight up. 2-6 and six against the number at home. 
little bit of funny business moving uh, on the line movement. Uh, the Friars were uh, like a two-and-a-half, two-point favorite uh, across the market, down to about a pick em, uh minus a half. Friars are still staying the favorites. The books ain't going to dare to move them to a dog. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe I got to take my foot out of my mouth a little bit later. Did they move them to a dog? Well, actually, one and a half, dude. I think it's I think it's good that they moved them to a dog because that allows more money to keep flowing in on Marquette. I think this line movement you're seeing is trying to set up the public. Oh, my gosh. Look how smart we are. We've got them to flip it all the way to favorites. That's reverse line movement. Reverse line movement, everybody. We got to... Nobody gives a damn about that. The, 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 the books have figured out. The books have figured it out. The books know when all you you, 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 you experts out there go ahead and, and say, oh, hey, reverse line movement. The books have been doing this on purpose now. It's crazy. We've been talking about this on, on the second Providence half of the show. Providence especially, man, and especially against the Big East team, a Big East matchup against Marquette. I mean, this – this is wild. Um, however, Providence overall, I think um, their defense is what's going to win them the game. Let's get serious for a second. Their defense is damn good. 61.1 points per game allowed. They're 40th in ADE, 29th in opponent effective field goal, 22nd two-point percentage allowed, and 87th in three-point percentage allowed per Ken Palm. Simple comparison to Marquette, not even close. 71.3 points per game allowed, 67th in ADE, 93rd in opponent effective field goal, 83rd in two-point percentage allowed, and 126th in three-point percentage allowed. If anybody's coughing up the rock, it ain't going to be the Friars. I see them winning the turnover battle. They're 67th in all offensive turnover percentage compared to the Golden Eagles that are 127th in that same statistic per Ken Palm. Also see him winning the other hustle stat that I love, the rebounding battle on both sides of the uh, ball. Providence 160th in offensive rebounding, 81st in defensive rebounding. Going up against Marquette, that's 324th in offensive rebounding and 183rd in defensive rebounding. All of those stats per Ken Palm. I watched Marquette a couple of times, uh, one time over the weekend here and a couple of times over the last few days, a uh, week or so, and boy, oh boy, are they scuffling. They, You can pump all – I'm the biggest fan of Shaka there is. I've t- yeah. I think I've talked about him since doggone July. I mean, I, I was so excited to see Shaka coming to Marquette. And sure. they're a good team. They'll be a tournament team. Don't 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 get it twisted. But um, they're not winning this game against Ed Cooley. <laughs> Ed Cooley has played so has got his boys ratcheted up to an entirely different level. I know I'm not taking them on the spread. If you're comfortable doing that, go right ahead. I like the money line. Pretty much the same damn odds. But of course, come on. <laughs> Think I brought no trends to this fucking gun show? Come on, pal. Providence four and zero ATS last four road games. Four and one ATS last five as a favorite. Five and one ATS last six following an ATS win. Six and one ATS last seven following a straight up win. Marquette one and five ATS last six home games. Two and five ATS last seven as a home dog. One and eight ATS their last nine home games versus a team with a winning road record. And they're three and eight ATS. Their last 11 Tuesday games. We don't bet on teams that don't play well on day of the week trends. And wouldn't you know, Providence has a 60.8% chance to win this game outright per the worldwide leader. Been diving deep into that here. I hope you've been noticing I'm bringing that to the show, folks. Without further ado, Providence Friars on Tay Money Line, my final best bet of the day. 
You've got me in the boat on all five of your picks, partner. I am in the boat here with this one as well. I just I want to know why the hell the books are doing with these this with these Providence lines, man. This is identical to what happened on Saturday. They there was uh, they were a short 100%. favorite. We and unfortunately we weren't able to bet on it. I think I probably would have stayed away just because of that line movement that happened. It was against DePaul. We're uh, I would I guess I am not one hundred percent sure because I mentioned you. We haven't been able to keep close tabs on these Illinois teams, but I would put Marquette above. Uh, DePaul and Providence moved to plus one and a half dogs against DePaul and beat them by 20 points yeah, on their yeah, floor. I don't yeah, get it, yeah. man. I just don't get it. And you mentioned it. I I think it's a sharp trap. There's 86% of money on Marquette here, just by 65% of the public bets. Like, I think this is a big old fat sharp expert trap, dude. I'm with you. Yeah. I, any other time of the year, I would probably say take Marquette, but uh, Ed Cooley has the boys rocking and rolling. It is not a fall off, baby. It is not a, uh, it's not a setup spot here. So there you go. There you have it. All five of my best bets of the day. Okay. Damn, partner. We, uh, we've been a little windy here today. It's already 11 o'clock. Holy shit. Uh, it's all right. We got some good value. Never uh, put a cap on good conversation. Uh, shout out the legendary Pat McAfee. Uh, next up, next segment, special play of the day. Two for Tuesday parlay. We'll go through this one pretty quick. Uh, don't have a whole bunch we need to dish out in regards to it. Uh, first leg on the two for Tuesday parlay. We're taking the Rutgers Scarlet Knights plus four against the Michigan Wolverine Big Ten battle. Uh, this one being in Rutgers uh, looms large into it, plays pretty heavy. Uh, Michigan kind of scuffling right now. You don't really know what version of them you're going to get. I do believe that we continue to see the scuffling version, the nonsense version. I think the fab vibe is uh, going to be a little dampened for the next few weeks here. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on, but uh, especially after Rutgers has knocked off Purdue and had some really solid success against the numbers so far this year. We're taking all four points they're willing to give us on their home hardwood. Anything else you got for the first leg of the two for Tuesday parlay partner? Yeah, no, you mentioned it. Not too much. I mean, as far as their home ATS, uh, they had some early losses on some big or early ATS losses, I should say, on some big bit spreads. Uh, so as far as their home uh, ATS numbers, not looking too far at that. And you mentioned took off Purdue and this Michigan team, man. I think they're gonna lay a stinker. I think if Michigan wasn't gonna lay a stinker, I think this line would be set at eight or higher. Uh, so give us the damn nights. There you go. There you have it. First leg of the day. Second leg on the two for Tuesday parlay, we're going to the Florida State Seminoles plus one and a half in their matchup today against the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Uh, I think the Deacons are just being uh, minus one and a half favorites because they're on their home hardwood. They're a little overvalued. They're not too solid of a team. Let us down a couple of times, um, covered against some less than terrific teams, let's just say. And uh, I think we're on the right side here with Florida State plus one and a half. Partner really pushed me in the boat. I, I uh, pushed back on him pretty hard getting this one on there. But uh, he got me convinced. I'm convinced on all the rest of his shit, too. So I think he's uh, he's got an eye for something today. Partner, anything else you got on Florida State Seminoles plus one and a half? No, I mean, I'm just, I'm buying into Florida State a little bit more than other people are. And as yep. you mentioned, Wake Forest just being a little overvalued, took advantage of a weaker schedule, 11 and 3 straight up. They're starting to scuffle a little bit uh, once we get into ACC play, believe it or not. 0 and 2 straight up, Louisville and Miami. Hey. Uh, and Florida State's starting to get the wheels back on the track a little bit here. Last two wins, uh, got the ACC win on Saturday against NC State. So I think they can take care of business here. Start to get rolling, get back into the picture here. They're top 25 coming into the season. 
I don't know that they get back to top 25 here in the next couple of weeks, but I think they get firmly back into the uh, the tournament picture nonetheless, uh, yeah. without a doubt on my side of things. Okay, well, there you go. Two legs on the Two for Tuesday parlay. Uh, paying out plus 264 odds last time we checked, so well over that 2-1 to one odds payout on a Two for Tuesday parlay. All right, in case you missed anything a little bit longer than usual, but not too much longer, time to recap all of my me being Colt, for those of you that can't see me, or uh, maybe you don't recognize my voice. I don't know why. Maybe you're a new viewer. I have no idea. Just making sure we're all on the same page. Our mags, us both being the TTL crew, for those of you that can't see the, the old ticker, the TTL crew's best bets of the day recapped for you. Partner, the producer is once again ready to rock and roll. Oh, let's go. No hesitation, no delay. Folks, please rip out your sports books, pull out your paper and your pens, your pencils. You know, as per usual, if you're a little bit more of a mistake-prone human being, as always, in addition to that, whatever mode, method, or means you utilize to take stock of the TTL crew's best bets of the day. Because as I bring in my partner here, it is now time to recap all of our best bets for this beautiful Tuesday of bets also known as so you don't have to check your calendar for I don't know what however many times it is here now today but it is January the 4th 2022 if you would so kindly turn your attention all the way above us to the top left portion of your screen you see there are mags picks three picks coming at you recapped for you he's going to the NBA hardwood to kick things off he's taking the Cleveland Cavaliers minus three and then jumping on over keeping the Nikes on or the Jordans whichever you're a fan of uh and headed over to the college basketball hardwood taking the Butler Bulldogs plus three and a half and the Vanderbilt Commodores plus seven on the top right portion of your screen you see my five college basketball picks coming your direction we got two action plays one is the Akron Zips on the money line the other one is the Western Michigan Broncos plus two and a half. We're going to a couple of SEC games. We're taking the Texas A&M Gigam Aggies minus six and the LSU Go Tigers on the money line. And then the fifth and final one, Ed Cooley, we do not fade for the time being. Take the Providence Friars on the money line. Directly above us, my personal favorite, Mag's personal favorite. We absolutely love it. The Tufa Tuesday parlay two legs on that bad boy paying out at over two to one odds Rutgers Scarlet Knights at home against the Michigan Wolverines plus four and Florida State University Seminoles plus one and a half against the Wake Forest Demon Deacons parlay those two bad boys up the aforementioned two for Tuesday parlay I see on our screen and for those of you that cannot see it nine plays that are primed for ticket cashing but before we can fill our bankrolls with those aforementioned tickets that are going to be cashing we need you to lock them in hammer them home sprinkle a little bit of dough down whatever you need to say just make sure you get today's ttl crew best bets of the day in it whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book oh quick trivia partner where hey what's now. the name of this arena right here Sub-establishment. Sub-establishment? Mm-hmm. Sub-establishment. Qu- Quiznos? No. Fuck. Um, uh, yeah, no, they kind of fell off the map, huh? Outside of the two big boys. Uh, yeah, because I, I, there's no kind way it's Subway, no it's way it's Jimmy John's. Nope. 
Um, kind of a big boy. Kind of a big boy. Jersey I, Mike. Jersey, yes, sir. Jersey Mike. Hey, I'm a big fan of Jersey Mike. Big son. fan. Yeah, I'm a huge I was about to fan say, of might Jersey Mike. My favorite of them all. Maybe. Low, low key, dude. I think I ate too much fucking Subway during college, so I'm yep. toasted on that. And I ate too much uh, Jimmy John's in my stay in corporate America sure. over the last few years. I so yeah, I'm pretty much done with both those two sons of bitches. So hey, Jersey Mike, you need an Jersey upcoming Mike, podcast to uh, sponsor. <laughs> shout out. We're here for you. Uh, live from the Jersey Mike Stadium. Shout out, partner. Hey, of course. You never know what rabbit hole we're going to dive into here at the TTL pod, but what you do know is that you see the Moneyline Dice roll on your screen. You see end slash nyuk. Now, what the hell could that possibly mean? I have no idea. Oh, oh, that's right. We're going to the NBA hardwood, and as I bring us both back into the screen... I tell you, we're going to the matchup between the Indiana Pacers and the New York Knickerbockers. I don't know where this game's being played at. I don't know who's the dog and who the favorite is, and I've been trying to figure out the total. I know one guy that does, and partner, if you could be so kind as to indulge us with all that information so we can all be on the same page, I'll get the dice ready to rock and roll, and once you do all of that, we'll let them do their thing. Alrighty, so today's Moneyline Dice Roll is going to be in MSG, Madison Square Garden. Knicks a, uh, hosting the Pacers here mm-hmm. uh, on FanDuel, minus three favorites. Uh, some other spots, two and a half. We'll go with FanDuel. Three-point favorites at home are the Knicks uh, mm-hmm. with a total of 207, uh, about 145 or so on the money line here. Uh, both of these teams have been uh, pretty inconsistent all season long, so uh, we will see. Pacers coming in four straight losses, Knicks coming in losing the last two. So some cold teams. We need to uh, pick up the steam a little bit here. Uh, moved up from, I believe it was last I checked, it was minus one and a half this morning. So the line is moving up uh, in regards to a decent chunk of money coming in on the old Knicks. So, so we'll see if that's where the dice go. Okay, so one more time. Uh, spread is still short. Knicks. Uh, minus three. Minus three, still Knicks favorite at home. And then one more time on the total. Total is 207. 207. Okay, I wanted to make sure I had that right. All right, um, got a couple of uh, comments in there, but uh, not bad comments. Shout out Keith Wicks Jr. Hey, hey, hey. A little bit of uh, shout out to Jersey Mike's. The Jersey way, bro. Mike's way is so fucking good. Dude, I have hot sandwiches, dude. Bro, fuck fuck off. I I have a Mike's right up the street, dude. I don't know if I do. Oh, I'm liable. I'm liable to go for... No, I don't. No, stop it. No. Okay. Also, so I had my car not within walking distance. Not, okay. Not, okay. Not there you go. To me today. Th- there you go. I'm pretty damn tempted. We'll see how much snow's piled on top of the truck after mm. all of this. I think there's a lot still because I have mm. not shoveled it out. I don't. I yeah. don't really. Okay. Money line dice roll. Back to it. Come on. Dice. Also, also Keith says uh, New York Knicks money line. money line. So we'll see if the dice agree with you. We don't know. We don't have a clue. We have no. Uh, no qualms, no quarries to uh, say about it, but the fucking dice sure do. So without further ado, we find out. First roll of the day, home or away? Are we going to the Knickerbockers at MSG? Or are we taking the old Pacers? I'll show you my head and buying it. it. <laughs> Go Pacers! <laughs> oh, oh fuck. Had to be there. We all find out in three, in two, in one. <laughs> Oh, no. Go Pacers! Unofficial Pacers away? Unofficial away Pacers. Unofficial away Pacers for the first roll. (laughs) 
Are we getting a couple of points or are we getting juicy with a plus money, Paulie, for the second roll of the week? Unofficially, unofficially. I don't know. Oh, shit. But they do. And we soon find out in three, in two, in one. Money line. All right, Pacers. Money line. Unofficial Pacers money line. Final roll of the day. We go to the wild card roll. Will the money line dice be doubling down on the Pacers money line? Will they uh, give us a little extra play on the total or maybe a little extra dabble, you know, getting a couple extra points against the number? Or are they saying, hey, boys, we messed up. We didn't really mean that. You got to re-roll. I don't know. Mags has no earthly clue, but I certainly know someone who does. And it's this here cubicle object, the immortal, the all-knowing, the ever-powerful object that be the Moneyline Dice. And they tell us in three, in two, in one. Oh, it's a Moneyline. Uh-oh. Can't see. Away money line. Away, <laughs> the, okay, the, nice. the dice just just said, "Hey Keith, <laughs> have a day." Okay, away money okay, line nice. and a double down. Okay, dice. Hey, want to know to start the new year? Are the dice? I don't know. Who am I? Who are we? I don't know. I have, seriously have no clue though. But the dice <laughs> have. Spoken! If you want a guaranteed take one ticket, not two, not three, not four, just one ticket. Once again, double down on the money line here today per the money line dice, not me, not Mags, but the all knowing, ever present, ever powerful money line dice. Hammer in right here, right now. The Indiana Pacers on the money line in their matchup tonight with the New York Knicks. Thank you, Thank Dice. You dice. Thank you, Dice. Okay. Um. Well, say I, uh, Dice don't yeah. give a damn what nobody thinks, huh? They just come, they just come in throwing bows. Uh, not us. Not us. Hey, not don't, us. don't don't get mad at the two fucking goofballs you see on your screen. Get mad at these fuck sticks. Not my problem. Hey, nope. there you go. There you have it. Uh, once your own set, you want to uh, maybe maybe they decide to do that to you and show you the middle finger uh, while you roll them yourself. You get your own dice. You can throw them against the wall. Just beat them around. Let them know what you fucking okay. think about them. You know, who knows? <laughs> go to MoneylineDice.com. Get your own set. Enter code TTL10 to check out. You get 10% off your first order over there. You can also uh, pick up any merch you want. Uh, working on getting a nice hat. I can rep them so you guys can see that stuff too. Nothing off limits. Uh, Inner code, uh, everything's right there in the uh, old description. Always goes for every Moneyline dice roll in the ticker. Outside of that, Pacers Moneyline. Thank you, Dice. <laughs> Thank you, Dice. All right. One of those All right, Dice. Here. There you go. There you have it. That does it. Moneyline dice roll of the day. Okay. Uh, 14 minutes after the top of the hour. We got some more banter, a little bit of nonsense. Hey, you never stop good conversation. And partner, we've been having it here today. We've been uh, good laughs, good uh, good little break in the uh, the chaos of the day-to-day world. Uh, that seems to be the start of every new year, if you will. So uh, let's kick things off. Second half of the show. Uh, burn some rubber. Talk some more nonsense. Talk some shit, most importantly. Banter back and forth just a little bit. Uh, without further ado, our mags. 
Anything burn on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 194 of the TTL pod on this beautiful Tuesday of bets, also known as January the 4th, 2022. All right, dude. I, uh, you know, I wasn't sure what to bring to this one, but I'm interested in uh, starting a little conversation as far as this time of the NFL year. I'm surprised we haven't seen any of this action quite yet. I guess it'll be about a week from now that we might. But let's uh-huh. do a little early predictions. A little safe or sorry NFL head Ooh. coaches edition. Ooh. New game. I'm bringing safe or sorry. Look at this guy. And let's I kick it off because you see this <laughs> let's let's kick go. it off, dude. I like let's it. kick it off. We didn't mention it yesterday. Uh, weird rant. Uh, first one up on tap on the hot seat here. Uh, Joe uh-huh. Judge, New York Giants, four and twelve so far. We didn't talk about it yesterday. Gave wait, a, wait. Uh, wait, one of them, one of them clown show organizations yeah. over here. Oh, yeah. Fucking uh, bizarre rant. I believe it was Sunday after the game, after they got smoked by Matt Nagy and the Bears. Uh, real, real bad over there. <laughs> Three points of Mike Lennon. Chicago Bears. <laughs> I didn't listen to the whole thing. I don't know what provoked it, but he goes on this. I've been, I've heard from so many players that left that say they want to come back here, and it's just like, what are you oh, talking okay. about, dude? Uh, what, cool. what guys that went to the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> and, and didn't want to play with Urban Meyer, like? I actually, I imagine that's at least one or two guys. Well, a situation like that, am I wrong? So, I ask you, partner, safe or sorry, Joe Judge? Um, he's safe for another. Eh, fuck. Somehow. somehow, somehow he's safe for <laughs> another year. But if uh, owner, owner, uh, Giants owner, what's his uh, name? Mara, but their GM is Gettleman, who is also uh, 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 Mara. Mara's the motherfucker who was kicking over trash cans, though. So. If Mara has to kick over a few more trash cans and ends up hurting his pinky toe like your boy number 12, um, he ain't going to fucking like it all too much. And I bet you he shit cans old Joe Judge. The whole point was for Joe Judge to be the CEO, if you will, and hire sure. his own staff, bring in a whole new staff. Fuck, he's already gotten rid of his offensive coordinator after not even one full season. Then we bring in just somebody who's even more spectacular. We, 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 go, we go from, all right, boys, here we go. Big eyes, bright smiles. Here we go. Bright eyes, big like smiles. Like Clapper to, to Freddie Kitchens. To Good just grief, dude. Throw the fucking ball. Fuck it. Throw the fucking ball. Like, to just I did Jason Garrett to Freddie Kitchens. I don't know where, where the rationale is there. But Joe Judge ain't running no clown show organization no. over there. You better believe it. You better not get it fucking twisted. I think he's safe for one more year at least. Somehow. Somehow. And Danny Jones somehow, somehow also who, uh, you know, had the – it's like Danny yeah, Jones. Yeah, who the hell else is going to pick him up? Everybody yeah. else sees how shitty he is. Danny yeah. Jones missing those games somehow I think helped Judge's job and Daniel Jones' job. Like if jo- if Jones played this entire season and they still were 4-12, and 12, I think they that both might be canned. Yeah. I mean, I like what they've done defensively in some certain spots when healthy the Giants. But so yeah, only thing as far as, been able to do – I know. As far as offensively, it is mm. so somehow safe. Okay, uh, um, before wrapping go up ahead. the Giants, wrapping up the Giants. Um, I, I asked you this a little while ago. It's been a couple of weeks since I've asked you this off air. I don't think I ever asked you this on air. Is Saquon Barkley dead. I'm a big fan of Saquon. Andy, he was my number one pick in our fantasy dynasty draft. Oh, so shit. I'm gonna. So that's that's a bad well, question so, to be asking you, huh? Yeah, I think, bad question to be asking I, me. I, I I don't think he's all the way dead, but I just I shout out. I love you, Saquon. You're a fucking I, god among men. That just you're you're a freak. You're a freak. Well, 
but I I don't think if they bring back the personnel that they have this year, then I think he's going to have a similar shit. year. I think he's just been a product of a, a mess of an offensive play calling and, you know, system, yeah. honestly. So yeah. that's personally, from a, a bias standpoint, that's what I'm going to say. So uh, okay. I'm not ready to close okay. the book on all Saquon yet. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, Joe Judge, Sick safe. Sticking with the NFC East, I mean, I don't think anyone else uh, – well, two teams are in the playoffs. Washington's the only other team. Ron Rivera, I, it's definitely safe. They had a weird Speaking situation. Of, man, okay, so, like, <laughs> you have the fertilizer, and, like, I put a flower on the screen, and, like, and and it grows up, and it's the leaves, and all the stuff underneath. This motherfucker has just done – Fertilized his happy ass right into the fucking playoffs. I mean, Jalen Hurts is playing well too. I mean, dude. You, well, well, well. Uh, let's take a pause for a minute, for a moment of silence, because that motherfucker could have not been playing in the entire playoffs, thanks to the wonderful facilities at the Washington Football Team that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Fucking fans trying oh to get high gosh. fives from him, leaning over the railing, and the damn railing just absolutely rips apart. I don't know how we didn't talk about that yesterday. Yeah, I tw- seriously. I, tweet- I tweeted it out, but it was just wonderful. And, and, I mean, I'm talking the fans, and, I mean, they fell inches from him. If that yeah. gr- if that group of fans and that shit falls on top of him, he potentially has a, has a season-ending, if not maybe career-ending injury. Yeah, like, what 100%. the fuck That was, like, the scariest— about? Two kind of funny video I've ever seen because I insane. was thinking I was like oh my god his legs his legs and then yeah, yeah. everything's fine and the fans are just like oh, what's oh, up, dude? Dude. <laughs> whoa, whoa, are you fucking serious and they're all losing their fucking mind and security's like I can't like, come on come on like are you fucking whoa, whoa and then I think Washington tried come to say like oh we uh, we asked them if they wanted medical attention or something like that and the fans were like fuck no they didn't ask us that they fucking told us to get the fuck back in the stands goofy fuck anyway either way there you go Ron yeah, Rivera's ser- safe. Sirianni saved. Sirianni looked like a total dipshit. Now he's safe as hell. Um, Yeah, Rivera should be safe. I'm interested to see what happens with WFT or um. I was gonna say quarterback situation. I imagine they're gonna get pretty aggressive. Did they only sign Fitz Magic to the one year deal or what's up with that? Oh yeah, I guess I I totally forgot. Because he got he they shut him they shut him down preseason, so he didn't even get an opportunity. Man, I mean, no, he got hurt week one. Oh, was it in the? Oh, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. in the game. It was in the game. Yeah, we yeah, won, yeah, 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 dude. And I was losing my mind over fucking Fitz Magic. Oh, dude, that would, dude, that's another team. I was talking about being so wrong on the Browns mm-hmm. yesterday. Those two, fucking I think, so were our biggest misses. Football team, man. I guess. Football, T's and P's to worst, Chase right? Young, but fuck, I swung and missed on Chase Young, and I swung and missed on freaking. I yeah, mean, was I was us, sitting dude. in front of this here camera singing, oh, 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 Fitzmagic. <laughs> you were. That was you. Losing that was, my yeah. fucking yeah. mind, dude. And wowzo, wowzo. So, yeah, it might be interesting to go back to those. But, uh, yeah. yeah, think round of very safe. And yeah. if cool. uh, if – it, no, no, he's safe. He's safe. Your, your boy, yeah, no, M, he's safe. your boy M squared, safe as fuck is who yeah. I'm thinking of. Um, they're kind of scuffling, dude. Is what I'm thinking. What I'm saying. They just offensively, they Cowboys. don't look put together. Yeah, they don't look put together offensively. We'll see, I guess. A yeah. defense is solid, but if 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 they play a defense that can shut them down offensively, then they don't they don't do good playing from behind. That's that's what they don't do well. So I don't know. Who else you got? All right, switching over to the NFC North, my partner. I'll uh, spare you for a second. How about Mike Zimmer? Vikings 7-9 and nine right now. Missed mm. the playoffs. Obviously mm. didn't have Kirk Cousins the other night. I like Mike Zimmer a lot. Is it time for a change, though? So what? They got Clint Kubiak calling the plays, right? I think. Calling the offensive sounds plays. Sounds right. I think that I think sounds that's right. right. Yeah. And then his son, 
Um, no, like, Clint like is Gary Zimmer. Kubiak's son. No, 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 no. I know, oh, I know, oh, sorry, I know. sorry. No, no shit. Like, what, what do you think? <laughs> I th- Come on, kid. Um, and then, so then Mike Zimmer's son is the defensive coordinator. Is that right? Or ah, that I sounds right, but I'm not that's for right sure. Or something like that. So I, I, I don't know. I've been kind of trying to keep tabs on this. Obviously, us being fan Packers, Bears, sure. you know, like, and Zimmer, hey, shout out, roll birds, birds, yeah. ISU I like alumni. Zimmer, I like Zimmer a lot, so I've kind of been trying to keep tabs on this, and it kind of seems like he is okay for now, but I think they're kind of like grooming his son and Kubiak so, to kind of like take the reins and see maybe. you later, alligator. Maybe. I am really interested because it's like, I mean, they're 7-9. and nine, They played how many close games, and it's like Jeep. they should have been a better team. Jeep. So who do you blame? Do you blame Zimmer? Do you blame Kirk Cousins, who I know the fan base thinks is this uh, really good quarterback who is uh, aggressively mediocre so and getting way, way overpaid? And that's literally the second they brought him at whatever his money is compared to Case Keenum uh, is when they started going in the trash. Uh, Case Ke- uh, Kirk Cousins is a little better than Case Keenum, but for the dollar amount, Case Keenum down here, Kirk Cousins down here, and, you know, talent-wise being this close, that's what doomed him, in my opinion. So I don't know if they make that switch or not. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think Matt LaFleur's seat's pretty fucking hot. I think he's probably on his yeah, way out. For sure, dude. <laughs> um, I mean, oh, any – so yeah. I'm going to bring it up, and we don't have to go too deep into a rabbit hole. Is there any concerns on your end that Matt Nagy might actually be saving his job somehow? Okay, so here's the thing, dude. There's some horseshit report, and it's the craziest thing. It is the craziest thing, bro. I, it's wins. because we're in the media. It's because we're in the media is why I wear this fucking cynic hat. Right. Dude, there has not been that much rumblings. It's it's almost like been a guaranteed, like, oh, yeah, Matt Nagy's getting fired. When a yeah. coach is getting fired, regardless of if everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's fucking happened, or hush, hush, everybody knows about it. And they're fucking actively looking for their new coach. Bears ain't doing that. What are we going to do? We're just going to fucking quick in the offseason. Fuck, we got to find somebody. You, you, you need to have somebody lined up now so we can start fucking installing shit so we don't look like a complete fucking clusterfuck come 2022, September next year. Please and thank you. So there's a little part of me that's like, what the fuck if he doesn't get fired? And then somebody brought up to me some bullshit article that really wasn't, I don't know how validated it was, but it was like, uh, according to sources, Matt Nagy staying around or not going to stay around uh, will probably not have a job. Like it was just super vague. Like most likely, probably shouldn't. Right. Will may not have Which a job. Means they're in speculating. Chicago. They don't know. Which is like, dude, fucking Matt Nagy might be back next year, and it's well, something Bears fans are gonna, like. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I don't. I would be. Sh- I, I would be. I would be surprised. Sh- I would fall out of this fucking chair. Yeah. But everything I've seen over the course of the last three seasons out of this franchise, no, I don't put it by him. I don't put it by him. I, I don't put it by no, him no. either. No, I mean, no. they don't. They historically just don't fire coaches mid season. So we'll, maybe a week from now, you might know. Who the I fuck mean, they're gonna bring in? Chances are they're gonna try and bring in somebody, someone on this new wave of offense. Whether they can find someone else off the McVeigh tree or one of these other new. I just newer don't think they're smart mind. enough to do that. I don't think they're. Smart I think they're running out that. of options as far as those yeah, guys are concerned. Yeah, they're <laughs> fucking going quick, fast, in a hurry. And now right. Byron Leftwich is like fucking already packing his bags for Jacksonville to reunite with his old team. So there goes one of the best options off the yeah. table. Okay, so this will move us because one head, it, I can't do one, it, Mags. One name that would have popped into my head, but he bears. has since been fired as OC is uh, Joe Brady was fired as OC. The Panthers came in as a young gun hot coach. He's out of there. 
that could be a potential name. But sticking with their head coach currently, could Matt be. Rule, five and eleven, getting some uh, bad publicity as far as uh, you know how this team has been playing the last few weeks. But if you watched him, it's been a dumpster fire at quarterback. Bad, so, uh, bad. What do you, you know, think on that one? Uh, as far as Carolina, safe or sorry, Matt Rule. Uh, safe or sorry, Matt Rule. I think he's safe. For one, maybe not. I don't know that we've heard um, enough rumblings Khan. about him. No, Shad Khan is the Jags. Jacksonville. I, I can't yeah. think of who's Carolina's. Either way, um, either way, I, uh, he's close. He's really. I mean, he is on the brink of man. Oh man, like, and the, they didn't yeah. have a good season at all. And like, what? Ah, what are you going to? Well, you you honestly sit. Yeah, one of mine too. I thought they were going to be big, but. With what we saw this year, what do you sit back and I honestly too, I think CMC's kind of broken as well. Like I just don't ever think he's gonna be the mm. same CNC. Maybe not broken, but just can't stay healthy. I think yeah, I think he's gonna battle fucking injuries the rest of his career right. and I hate that because he's right. so sick and I love him as a human being. He's such a cool ass dude, but damn dude, what 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 realistically can kinda... you Yeah, what realistically can you look at me and say next year, oh, this is how we're going to improve, this is how we're gonna do better than five and eleven, right. five and twelve, oh shit, we finished five and thirteen in the first ever eighteen game season. I mean you just you, but but the, but again, I don't okay, here's okay, here's a here's a different rabbit hole. Teams are going to have to start expanding their fucking searches and start hiring guys that haven't been the hireable guys in the past that sure. ha that have not been like the head coaches in the they're going to have to start dipping their toes into some of these young offensive minds. I mean Brandon Staley, yeah, scuffled kind of at the end here. He was a defensive mind obviously, but some of these kind younger of the equivalent guys, defensively, yeah, though. Yeah, some of these younger guys, man, you're going to have to start taking a risk on and you're going to start having to uh My. To dipping the toes in the water. So my case for Matt Rule and one case that I thought they were going to be better this year is that everywhere he's coached, and obviously this is his first stop in the NFL, everywhere he's coached, it was like dumpster fire year one, pretty respectable year two, and then actually really, really good year three. He did that at uh, Baylor. He did that somewhere else in college, and now he's here. And obviously this one, I, you know, I think I picked like over seven and a half. So I was kind of predicting them to be solid 500 team. And they were for a minute, but I don't know the way yeah. it's going. I think it, like if they can't figure out a quarterback situation, I think they're doomed again next year to the same shit. Yeah. Same, Sam Donald ain't, ain't, ain't worth a plug ain't nickel. Um, sorry, Sam. It is what it is, Bob. I probably couldn't play quarterback in the NFL either. Um, <laughs> yeah, fucking them trying to have the Superman miracle. That would have been awesome if right. that worked out. But, uh, fuck, that's another miss all we right. had, man. I was, I just thought that Cam Newton's freaking shoulder was all, uh, I thought it was better. I thought he was going to be better. And it's, he, yeah. just can't, he just can't really throw a football anymore. He's Either still a dog. He has a great mentality. He's still a, fucking 10 yards and in. Give me all of Cam Newton. Yeah. I've said it before on this show. But any more than that, no thanks. All right, two more. Yep. One first up, Vic Fangio, Denver, seven and nine. Been um, a very mediocre. Yeah, I think he could be shit canned. I and think he could be sorry for sure. I, yeah, and, I, yeah. I was gonna say all of their wins this season, Giants, Jags, Jets. Yeah, that was, was their bad. first three. Just it was bad, bad teams. It wasn't Just bad teams. It wasn't great. And even even Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Covers couldn't save them, man. Like Lions, even, yeah. Even then, they just they weren't fucking terrific. Like we thought, the Broncos were gonna have a real shot 
at the AFC West. Like we we were talking pretty highly the about playoffs, him. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah, at least like we thought the AFC West was going to be as muddy as the NFC West. Like it was tight to start things off, especially how it kind of started off. Like oh mm-hmm. hey mm-hmm. Broncos are kind of winning. Damn Chiefs are losing. Raiders are winning. Whoa Chargers are winning too. Wow this is gonna be tight. And now it's kind of even playing field back no, again. It would be funny, though, to see the Jags beat the fucking Colts and the Raiders and Chargers both get in on a damn. They could literally tie and both get in. Right. That would be absolutely electric, speaking of AFC but, West. But Denver's another team. Sorry. Like, where do you I go? Yeah, where do, where do you go? You're, you're you right in the middle there? of the pack. Unless you can figure out how to entice a, a star quarterback, I mean, we don't need to get into this rabbit hole, but potentially, I guess, Wilson and Rodgers could be on the market. Denver is obviously, yeah. if that is yeah. the case with either of those two guys, they're going to be playing for that. Shit, yeah, you know, it could be that, Rodgers, because Denver was a pretty pretty severe rumbling. And, I mean, you know, maybe staying, but... maybe he ain't fucking staying. And, and no, he, there's no way he's staying. Okay. He, he's just he's enticing all you freaking Lambo fans mm, with all of these yeah, love fingers sure. and all of this shit. Didn't need to get in the rabbit to, hole. What were you going to say about the Broncos? Just to keep you guys happy <laughs> so you're not as depressed and, and you guys will keep the spirits up through this mm. playoff run and not to be all depressed is when he actually just absolutely rips the rug out mm. from underneath all you cheese producers sure. and uh, just have to live a miserable existence under uh, terrible quarterback play mm. and non-existent defense so i digress um what what, what was your question <laughs> i have no idea you were gonna mention something about the broncos but uh, uh oh yeah the Bron- like all these maybe if the all these like preseason like oh rogers is going here rogers is going there this is happening this year maybe all of that is like all those destinations are where the the chips are gonna fall this upcoming but, year but they've done that the last like five ever since Peyton Manning left they've been trying basically trying to recreate that and bring in someone else again and they keep striking out and I yeah, think they could yeah. be in that same boat again. and I'm not I'm not sure like like you bring Rodgers in and I mean eh, he could be an immediate fix to be honest with you especially with the, the, make a playoff the offensive team, but... it would make him a playoff team for sure and yeah I mean that's all that's if yeah you guys don't fucking score if you don't have Aaron Rodgers. That's just okay. We do. Piss off, dude. <laughs> we it's do such though. Bullshit. Okay. And okay. Moving on. We just mentioned Lambo. Yeah, whatever. We just last God. one. Last one, so and we've been kind of talking about it since the off season, partner. We I hate thought the it was going to be time in the off season, and it is much worse than we predicted. We were right on the head for the most part on this one. Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll, six and ten. Russell Jeez. Wilson playing rough. I think, uh, you know, despite his hand injury, not playing well. I think Russ has got a lot of superstar football left in him. They need him. to blow it up. I think so. They either need, to, I mean, yeah, they either need to choose Russ and blow everything else, or most of everything else up. Because you and I have been talking, they've got a core of five, three on offense, two on defense. That uh, their best five guys stack up against anybody in the league, and after that, it you know falls off a damn cliff. And their play calling has been abysmal. Awful. Awful. Is Pete Carroll gone? I think he needs to be, man. I think I they're out of the NFC West attention if he's not, man. I think he needs to go back to college and start running shit there again. Um, or call Ru- it a day. Russ is going to be expired goods, man. I, I, he's wasting his career right now. Like it is not the, the play calling is not good, and it's not something that that I think uh, any Seattle Seahawks fan should be excited about. No. And oh boy. Ooh, it reminds me of the end of Rodgers McCarthy, except even worse. I mean, the last couple of years of Rodgers yeah. McCarthy was not good at all. And this is exact, no. an even worse case. It reminds me of this because I think the roster is, like I said, just less depth. 
And I don't know. I mean, it seems like Wilson and Metcalf, they had a big day the other day against the Lions, but for a while it was seeming, I don't know, DK Metcalf, uh, either he was just pissed off because of the losses or him and Russ got some type of beef. I don't know, dude. That, that they got was, something it's been a weird going on, man. Right? He's had some really bad uh, body language. His body yeah, language has go. been really fucking weird on the field. Like, he caught a touchdown pass, and like before it, he was just like he knew it was coming to him, and it's just like he didn't even care. Like it was, right. it was so weird. It, you're right. It's, it, like, it's yeah, really, this past Sunday yeah. was his biggest day in a while. Yeah, it's been really bizarre as to what uh, what's going on with old DK there. But uh, yeah, appreciate you bringing that up. Any other? No other coaches. Um, speaking of one, we completely swung and missed on. I wasn't as much in the boat on this, but you were beating the fuck. Zach Uh-oh. Taylor, boy. Yeah. Zach yeah. Taylor, the fucking AFC North Division champion, yep. Cincinnati Bengals, led by Zach Taylor. That was fucking, that's fucking nuts, man. I thought he was going to stink. Yeah. I Zach Taylor, yeah. that is. I did not too. necessarily. I, did I don't know. Too. I didn't know I mean, what to I expect in, from the Bengals. Yeah. I was in the boat with you. It wasn't like I was like, no, fuck you. I fucking you're not right, I threw but, that but, down. I, yeah, that I was like your best him bet. To be first <laughs> <fire>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like your shit for sure. But like, yeah, hey man, I, uh, Joey oof. Burrow making a run at comeback player of the year now. Those odds Yay. have shifted to him and Dak neck and neck. Yay. Yeah, we'll see what happens there, man. I, I mean, it's crazy that they made the playoffs. Um, I, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see, see. what happens. We'll see what happens with their run. Um, they're gonna make for an interesting, uh, interesting opponent to whoever gets them. Period. Yeah. Point blank. Period. Because they, they prove that they can go and beat Kansas City. And regardless of if that game was in Cincinnati or in Kansas City, I'm still back in the Bengals in that spot. Like, I think the Chiefs are favored by a field goal wherever that game's played, regardless. And I'm taking Cincinnati 10 times out of 10. If they both, it looks like we're going to get that set up for a uh, divisional matchup, I think. If uh, if Titans, Kansas City, and Bengals all win this weekend, which is very possible, and then they both win wild card, they'll play each other in Kansas City for the divisional game. Dude, I... I know it's kind of selfish, but I would really like to see the Jags knock off the Colts this weekend. I know, me too. That would be really fun. That would be really fun. And then just to watch a complete suck fest between the Raiders and the Chargers because they see it happen like midway through the first quarter. They see it happen in their game, and then they're just like, oh, well, you guys just want to like kneel it out the rest of the fucking game? (laughs) Did you see? I didn't didn't hear it, and then I saw it on Twitter. Roger Goodell mentioned something about it as far as, like, he has, like, some type of, like, forfeit clause where he can force both of them to forfeit the game if they do some fugazi shit like that as far as kneeling everything out. Was that on Monday Night Manning? Yeah, last night. Damn, yeah. I wasn't listening that close. And then someone was, was like, fuck. "Fuck, thanks for thanks for no fun, Roger." I'm like, goodness gracious. Damn, dude. what a you see. That's why I wasn't listening that close because he's got some goofy ass shit like that. In it, yeah, as far as Roger, that was the only one of the four I was not listening to on that one last yeah, night. Yeah, but it was it was uh, stinks. It was a good. Yeah, he's not the best. <laughs> it, it was a good one though. It was it was solid. It's good Manning cast oh, outside, yeah. of, outside of him. Oh, very excellent good. Manning cast. Great one for sure. I'm glad they're back. Glad they're going to be here throughout the playoffs. I guess that's why uh, they said they were uh, – because I watched it all the way through the end last yeah. night, like until they were like, Did, all right, see you all later. Like, But they're going to be – Did they say next week on Saturday? Because I think ESPN's got one or two next week. Whatever they're on, I don't know, but they're like, okay. oh, we'll see you in the playoffs next week or oh, okay. or, or we'll see you in the play, whatever the hell it was. So I'm not sure cool. if they're taking a week off and then the week after. I don't know, but at least we got the Manning cast for the playoffs, which is fucking cool. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Um, speaking, Ooh, uh, yeah. Washington football team name coming out. Who knows what the hell's going on there? Um, not the red wolves or not the wolves. So 
You know, I think the Washington football team just sticks. I what, what the <laughs> I hell else she gonna, what the hell it. else she gonna do at this point? Like, the they're the fucking football team. That's who they are. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, any any wrapping up thoughts on the football team? I got no, nothing else. No, I'm, no, I'm I'm good on else. that. Uh, <laughs> also wrote a note. Jags, got a couple of questions for you. Okay. It's a big old swing and a miss, by the way. I was drinking some. Uh, Delusional Kool-Aid this offseason on the old Jags. Same. <laughs> Big sense. I would say I'm going to come out All and say caps. that that was probably our biggest whiff right there. All caps. Like, yeah. Same. Not saying All that we caps. didn't say playoff Same. team. No, 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 no. no. They're they, they, they going to win at least six or seven here, boys. We're going to see something. <laughs> Fuck no. They're going to lose their whole coach. Okay, so question one. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, first of all, well, as long as I was going to say, we sound like we're talking about some shit, shit losses that sound horrible. We ha- I went, through, we had some real nice wins as well. People, don't judge us by yeah, our three yeah, 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 gigantic yeah, 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 swings yeah. and misses. Hold on, yeah. yeah, be cool. Everybody, be cool out there. Relax, okay. Um, but if you're Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. what do you believe anymore, man? Like what? What as as like? There's no way you want to stay in that building anymore as the number one overall pick. You all hyped, you all excited, yeehaw. And then you watch a guy who was taken, what, whenever the Patriots took Mac, fucking 10, oh, yeah. 12, 16 or something like that. 15 yeah. spots after you, um, whatever it was. And you watch him absolutely balling out on your fucking team. And you look like a fucking clown show. You think he yeah. enjoys that? You, hell no. He comes from Clemson, where they did nothing but win national championships yeah. and ball out when he was there. And now there was this vision, and this coach sold him on this vision, and come join us, and this is what we're going to do, and yabbity, yabbity, yabbity. And now that co- we don't even know where that fuck stick is. That fuckstick might oh. be, he might be in the basement of some bar in Ohio dude. somewhere. Who knows what he's doing, but he's disappeared. So I ask you, uh, where do you go from here if you're the Jacksonville Jags and you're Trevor Lawrence? And even if they bring in Byron Leftwich, does that fix it? I mean, I think, it, I I don't know is the first question. Dude. Because even if they're going to have some good draft capital, but even after that, the roster They did last year. I know it's going to take a couple of years of having some good draft capital is kind of what I'm saying. And how the hell are you going to entice free agents to come there right now? Forget that. I mean, you have to you have to hit a fucking home run swing on a head coach is what you base, or an offensive coordinator, but probably a head coach offensive guru type mind. Yeah. And you almost need Trevor Lawrence to handpick him almost or at least sign off on him. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's going to be messy. He does probably get his guy uh, Travis Etienne back, though, next year, which uh, helps a little bit. But uh, probably no James Robinson, unfortunately. But Bummer, I don't Roberts. know, man. It is a mess. And I don't know. Like, I'm, it, There's a, just a stink on that franchise that I don't Bad. know how you get get Bad. it off. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you do either, man. That's that's what really just gives me the most pause. And, and I just I, – I don't, know when, I don't know when the Jags the... are better, better again. I just don't know when the Jags become better no. again, and that sucks. They have such a great vibe and everything, that, and I just I don't know when they become a winning franchise again. So there you go. There you have it. Not to uh, close it off with some shitty shit there for Jags fans, but ah. yikes. Uh, there you go. There you have it. A um, couple of last-minute TTL announcements for uh, do some motivation minutes and get everybody out of here. Um, 
Wise Words, Season 2, Episode 5, uh, live in prime time, featuring the legendary Jared Smith, uh, lead betting analyst and content creator for PixWise. Uh, check that one out. Uh, electric episode, loaded with nothing but wise words as per usual, but uh, very solid episode. Uh, no episode this week uh, with the holidays and everything. Been telling you guys uh, have had some uh, trouble getting everybody secured. So we uh, decided no show uh, last Wednesday or this Wednesday. Uh, looks like we should be good to go for next Wednesday. We'll let you guys know all of that action, but uh, check out the previous shows for now. Uh, Cup of Joe on campus back in action this upcoming Saturday. We got NFL Saturday games. Um, oh, that's right. And uh, so maybe since we don't have um, college football games to do, maybe we just do college basketball and NFL this week. I'm not sure. Maybe we do a little something, something. So we just do Friday picks on Friday show as not to just have a fucking two and a half hour show and go through. Maybe we just do that on Cup of Joe on campus as well. I know that doesn't really make sense, but hey, maybe we talk. Maybe we talk about the colleges that the NFL players went to and we can write it off in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Big old college basketball slate to keep us busy. Oh, yeah. 150 percent. No question. Um, UFC back next week. You'll see my UFC blog. I'm working on that other blog. Uh, talked about yesterday, working on that, uh, getting that ready to rock and roll. Our mags extra cheddar one final week. Well, uh, yeah, probably, oh. probably two, two more weeks that you're going to see that, uh, extra cheddar. So not many more opportunities. Make sure you get in, uh, while you do have the chance to, uh, be able to bet on that. Um, and then outside of that, <laughs> And then outside of that, uh, always stay tuned, locked into our social medias. Go to talkingaligned.com. Everything in between, link tree in this episode's description um, for all of our new latest and greatest content, any updates happening to TTL as a whole, everything in between. So there you go. There you have it. Partner, anything else from your side of the screen to wrap up the nonsense of the second half of the show? No, sir. I think we've let out enough nonsense. Not any... uh... Breaking news coming off the de- yeah. across the desk uh, that I've seen, really. So uh, no. let's get it wrapped up, dude. Hundred uh, percent. These two hours just fly by like oh, uh, yeah, nobody's business whatsoever. Yeah. So there, there you go. There you have it. Second half of the show. Wrap things up for the final segment of the day. My motivation minutes. I'll keep it short and sweet for you guys. Um, actually, it's time for quarter of the month. New quote, uh, new month, new year, new everything in between. And uh, it's not a Chinese new year, but I got a Chinese proverb for you. How about that? So okay. uh, a little bit of a dad joke for you. Um, <laughs> this one's actually really solid. Uh, this one uh, is live on my calendar. It'll be there the entire month. And uh, it's 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 one that I'm going to be coming back to a lot. Um, it definitely it speaks volumes. Let me tell it to you, and I'll give you a little bit of perspective here. But... The proverb is, persistence can grind a steel beam down to a needle. Persistence can grind a steel beam down to a needle. So, I mean, I I just think it's so important because so often we come to crossroads in life where we can give up and keep doing the same monotonous bullshit or go back into the shell of our lives, if you will, or break out, try carving a path on the road less traveled and seeing where it goes. And... So far, so often, when we come to those times, we have the opportunity to either be persistent and keep moving, keep shaking, keep grooving, everything in between, or just give up and throw in the towel and 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 just walk away. And the easy thing to do is walk away. Being persistent is hard as hell. 
And the thing is, is it's funny that they use, because it's almost like the quote has two two meanings in and of itself. Persistence can grind a steel beam down to a needle. Okay, obviously persistence is the key to success. It, you have persistence, you can pretty much do anything. But the other part is how long it takes to grind a steel beam down to a needle. It's going to take you a while. It's going to be a long, hard road. But if you stay persistent, you can finally grind down a huge, thick steel beam into the tip point of a needle. So not much else I need to say on that. That's kind of the perspective behind it. That's the, uh, that's the thought process, the mindset for this month, if you will. Persistence. Persistence and gratitude. That's all we're worried about this month. And uh, living by the, this quote, the Chinese proverb, persistence can grind a steel beam down to a needle. And that does it for my Motivation Minutes of the day. I like it a lot, dude. I will not uh, waste too much time as we're getting close to the 12 o'clock hour, but I, uh, I like that a lot, dude. I like that a lot. There you go. There you have it. Officially my Motivation Minutes. Appreciate you, partner. Okay, that's the show. Let's get out of here. We got work to do. Um, nothing else on this end of the world. Yep, looks like we're ready to rock and roll. So for the second time this week and the second time of the new year, Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, bettors, everyone in between, far and wide, for myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode number 194 of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful January 4th, 2021. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate each and every one of you for your likes, your retweets, your comments, your shares. Uh, your follows, your subscriptions, your views, everything in between uh, that you can possibly do on this here interweb. We see it. We see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, you have allowed us to continue to chase this passion, continue to hang out with you guys every single day for an entire year. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're only going to keep making it bigger and better and going straight for the moon for each and every one of you. Last but not least. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, unless you have any other plans. Lock in all of today's best bets. Go back, check them out in case you missed any of them, and stop by the end of the show and the end of every single show so you can say right alongside my partner and I, let's cash some tickets.